Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls. Welcome to the Ham and Roll Show with your hosts, Josh Janis and Jared Bell. We bring awareness to the topics that we are thinking about, and hopefully everybody's thinking about just two monkeys rifting off each other, trying to learn what this whole crazy universe is about. Today's topic is expectations. Like if you have high expectations of this podcast, it may not be good. Well, if you expected Josh to wear something that looked normal, you would be wrong. Because Josh looks like a Teletubby today. <laughs> What's nice about Jared is that this is not a video recorded podcast. And so he is just saying things that you can't see. I look, uh, it's high fashion, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a baby blue fuzzy hooded sweatshirt. Yes. Yes. And, and I have to stare very soft. And I have to stare at you this entire time. You do not. You could do this podcast with your eyes closed. Well, you know, he probably produced the same podcast as last time, Josh, because if I'm not mistaken, we didn't have a podcast last time. Well, we did. We did do a podcast. It just didn't record for one reason or another. Probably my fault, but, you know. You got to put those little chips in the back of the, in the recording. I like chips. I like chips, too. Did you get any chips? I wish I had some Doritos. I got ham and rolls. Should we, we do have ham and rolls today. We do have ham and rolls. Let's get to the topic, everybody. Expectations. In my career with my Odyssey, I find that people's expectations are really what limit them from achieving a certain level of happiness that's consistent. I didn't put any thought into this topic because um, I just I heard about it about yeah. five seconds ago. But now that uh, the thought of expectations came back to me, um, what a great topic because you can – predetermine what you expect everything to be. And then when it doesn't turn out that way, you're so focused on what it should be. You missed all the possible opportunities around you. And it's funny that, you know, the universe just kind of brings up things before, but I had a conversation with an 11 year old about expectations and the importance of setting measurements behind them because you could say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to clean the living room. Well, I thought you're going to clean it for a month. Oh, uh, well, it was only one time. So the, the importance of putting numerical behind some kind of a measurement behind expectations or at least setting some kind of measurable target, I think is worth at least some kind of discussion in this topic. You know, yes, absolutely. And I think we can, we, we certainly we'll get can there. get to there. Yeah. We'll there. The, where I was thinking with expectation is like I said, on any given day, people set expectations of what they should do. And then they'll move to your point. They'll move those goalposts. So you'll have somebody that is like, Oh, I, I want to get this done and this done. And then they get that done and that done, and they say, well, I should have got X, Y, and Z done also. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Why are we, why are we doing this to ourselves? And, and then you don't celebrate you, the wins yes, in it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, expectations, so desire in and of itself can be good, right? When We've heard it on this podcast before. To make any sort of change, first step is you need awareness. Second step is you need desire to change. And the third step is, Jared, do you remember? Take action. Yeah, perfect. So awareness, desire, and action. And so desire plays a big role in, in changing or improving or uh, moving along our lives. That being said, if we are constantly in a state where we are desiring or we're constantly in a state that we should, we have expectations of doing something that, uh, didn't go perfectly, or maybe you did it and 
just expectations in general, we're not spending any time appreciating our life. We're always in this dearth of desire. We always want, want more, more. Now, as all these ideas are starting to flood my brain, I'm trying to stay focused here, but me personally, expectations has been a, a integral part of my personal development because I was caught in that rut for, for many, many years where uh, even even past coaches of mine were like, they would always ask me, Jared, when are you going to be satisfied? And I think there is a balance of of not being satisfied because it keeps, you know, a, a drive to it. But to never be satisfied is, is worse than, than anything. Where, or not anything, and there's, there's worse things than that, I guess. But um, to, not, to not appreciate, to not take in the wins, to not, and to not have such a, 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 a um, folk, or, or, or uh, such a, there's a word that I'm looking for, uh, but a narrow view where, where you can't, where all you do is see what you want and what you think it is. That's and then right. and then you miss everything that that's it's almost like driving where all you could be looking at is in front of you where you look off and all of a sudden there's this beautiful sunset. And then you never saw that sunset if all you care about is what's in front of you, where you got to get to, what you got to do, and you miss what life has to offer. That's absolutely correct. When we uh when we want something or we have desire, that is what our focus is going to go on. That's where the blinders go up and then we miss everything else. So I very much agree with your point. You good? Yeah, that tea went down the wrong way. Oh no! I mean, so, I mean the mimosa. <laughs> well, no, you have, we have expectations that you're gonna not drink for two weeks, right? Yes, we do, and it's been a, a wonderful experiment. That might be a different topic. Later. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, probably when you're done. We'll, yeah, we can we'll, go over we'll analyze that. I Perfect. Agree. So, uh, if we go back to those expectations and desires, they again, just like anything, it has a good side. Unfortunately, in today's society in today's culture, in today's work culture, we do not set expectations, then congratulate at least on an equal amount as much as we beat ourselves up. Let's, let's just kind of give a, let's step back a minute and, and kind of give some framework as to the importance of expectations. Um, let, me, let me talk from experience here where I had for, I mean, we're going a decade of my life where all I saw was, certain things I wanted to do in business, right? Certain, certain, I had to get this done. I had to hit these goals. I had to achieve this. But then now I look back and and, and I see, you know, the, the level of relationships that I missed, the level of um, friendships, uh, you know, uh, love, you know, all these uh, love, you know, that's an area of my life that was just neglected for such a long time because all I wanted to do was achieve these these. These area, these things in in my head that were so important, but I wasn't able to see beyond that. And then once you are able to see beyond that, it, 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 there's a whole universe out there that that can bring you joy and happiness and, and these higher level of emotions. But if all you do is just see what you think you want and you're not open, I mean, what do they? It, the way it really works, right? Is you set that target and then you leave that flexibility on how to get there because. Planning is essential. Plans are useless. All right. So if all you care about is your plan to get there, you're going to miss all the opportunities of everything around. And, and not that I, I regret it because everything that gets you to a happy point helped you get there. So these things in my life that, that maybe 
I don't do anymore or, you know, that I've changed um, and look back. I could look back and regret, wow, man, maybe, you know, maybe I would have this. Maybe I would have this and it, or that if I didn't just focus on one thing and, 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 and know what I, uh, what I wanted when that's not really what I was, was after, you know. It, it can blind you. It, it can blind you. And, and how many people are stuck in that in their lives right now? You know, think, think for yourself if you're listening to this. If there's something you really want to achieve, how many possible things are you missing if, if you're solely focused on that? Right. Then is that cost worth it? Is that cost worth it? And then how do you know? Right? That's a, that's a, a big challenge. So let me, let me ask you, Jared. I kind of know the answer to this question, but maybe not. Uh, how often do you pat yourself on the back for a good job? A little bit more than I used to because <laughs> I never did before. And that's, you know, going back to, it was Coach Tom, who was a very uh, influential person in my life. But when is enough going to be enough, Jared? You know, when, when are you going to be satisfied? When are you going to say, okay, now let's, let's look at what else is out there. And it, it took me, you know, a very, you know, a very long time to realize that. And something I, I think I wish I would have realized sooner in life. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, same type of thing you know when you give yourself credit or a pat on the back it feels like almost like you're being egotistical right like oh i did that well like you know well who says you know that's for other people to say or or whatever the case may be the fact of the matter is that you have these conversations with your head if if you think that's egotistical then you should think that it's rude also to say you did a poor job but i don't think i've met anybody trying to scan my memory here i don't think i've ever met anybody that's like oh no i i never say i did a poor job on this particular thing people Uh, beat themselves everybody that i've met beats themselves up when they do something stupid or poorly or done to their expectation bad or whatever the case may be and (laughs) that's if if you don't feel comfortable praising yourself then you should also not feel comfortable punishing yourself. And if you're going to punish yourself, then you better praise yourself. And, and to that point, one of the things that have always stood out to me is lying to yourself is no different than lying to others. So if somebody else around you does a, a good job or a bad job, you expect to praise it or, you know, let them know that that wasn't a good job. Why would you expect differently for yourself? Right. And, and, and why, and, but, why we, but we do, you know, you're not allowed to praise yourself, but you, you, you should. And it, it only makes sense to, as you just stated. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this, you know, kind of an actionable thing and some, something that I try to get clients to the point of is praising yourself at least as much as you punish yourself. So, I think that's a great point. So I, I, to me, I think it's, I think more people learn from uh, being good and positive praise than negative, but that's not the case all the time. And sometimes you do need to be hard on yourself. There's a, there's a balance for that as well. But at least, at least 50-50. If you're not, like think about, think about if you're trying to, uh, if you're raising your kid and you were always just an asshole to him. <laughs> you're, you're always like, oh, I got, well, a, you, I got you, an A. Well, why do, don't you get an A plus, Jared? You see those kids that, that, that live in that where it's never good enough. Now, maybe there are a few that are driven by that, but in the majority, yes. it's the kid that's 
that's down on himself, is the kid that, that doesn't have any self-esteem, that doesn't have confidence. Yes. Because, because if you're beaten down and that's all you hear, why would you know differently? Absolutely. So, so why do you think that it applies? Most people know that with their kids or people that they teach or coach or that they're around. People in general know that they don't like to hear negative things, like, right? Like you don't want to hang out with Johnny if Johnny's always an asshole, right? Yet. We do this to ourselves. And you're stuck hanging out with yourself. You're never going to get away <laughs> yeah. from that guy. Yes. So what, why? Why do, we, why do we do that, right? Why do we? And is, it, is, it a, is it a habit? Is it, is it just ingrained? Is it something learned, right? You're not born with that way of thinking. That's right. It's a cult. To me, the answer is it's a cultural thing. And it is a, anything that's culture has been habitualized in our behavior. Culture could be your family culture, your, yeah. your school culture, your, your athletic coach culture, whatever the case is. Yes, absolutely. And so because it is a habit, you can change that. And I do work with people constantly on changing that because that narrative leads to – just think about – just take yourself out of your own shoes and think about how negative sometimes people are for themselves and then place that on a child. Like no, nobody would want to do that to a kid. But why would you want to do it to why yourself? Why would you want to do it to yourself? Makes no sense. And so you, we we can program that differently. We can, you know, cue craving routine reward, right? So we can understand when it happens, why the craving to do it happens, and then we can develop different routines that get you past that point. I think it's important first to have this awareness. That's what this whole podcast is about, right? Like bringing awareness, awareness. to these to these giant topics, and. I would love if more people understood how important the verbiage is that is used with themselves. I think it's important to talk about how do you set good expectations? Mm. Where, where do you now The first thoughts that come to my mind is called creating a vision board, you know, something that that's congruent with who you are. What is, what is your life identity that you want? Who's the person that you want to become? And then making sure those expectations, right? that guide those actions are, are going to be aligned with, with that person. And, you know, another tool that, that I personally have come to use that has been huge for me, because here's what I would do. I would build this freaking list, right, like you, like you started off with. I'd have this list of 10 things. I would get, let's say, even if I prioritized them, call it 1 through 10, I'd start at 8, I'd start at 6, I'd start at 3, and at the end of the day, I, I, would, I would be down on myself for not getting all 10 of them done. And if you actually broke down the time, right, measurement, if you broke down how much time it took and, and added in the activities that I had to do, the standard routine things of the day, right, going to work and all, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, there's no possible way. Right. Now, I make my list and I put, call it the top five, start with number one. And if all you get done, I mean, I've heard this so many times in so many books, but if all you get done is the most important thing of the day, you're going to feel good. I mean, that's a great tool. It's been very effective in my personal life. Yes. Where, I mean, yeah, I didn't get two, three, four, five, and six done. But, man, I got the, the thing that was most important to me and what I expected to do in life and align congruently with that. I got that done. And if that's all I got done that day, I could still sleep good. So I have a, a, a trick that kind of helped me through this stage of my life. And this is, you know, going back a ways, but uh, the Pomodoro technique. Uh, and this is kind of with work, but you can do it with your life as well. Uh, so 
pomodoro means tomato, I believe, in Spanish. Uh, it's just, I don't know why I called it that, but it's essentially taking 25-minute increments and saying, I'm going to focus on X for 25 minutes. And when you do that, you have a, a list, you check it off, you say, okay, nice, nice work. Now I'm going to reward myself with, like I would do like some push-ups or squats or jumping jacks to get my blood flowing, like a, a reward, or maybe... A, you know, you can reward yourself with a coffee or a donut or fucking cookie, whatever, co- whatever yeah. makes you feel good. Because I, look, no. I look like a cookie monster. Don't. <laughs> he does look like the cookie monster. <laughs> it's very, very, we got to get this on video so you can see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take a picture and post it with this one. Anyway. Right. So uh, where was I on that? Oh, yeah. So reward yourself with whatever it is that you want to reward yourself. And then say, okay, next palms up. I'm going to focus for 25 minutes. And then every time that you do that, make sure that you reward yourself. And if you now you're building habits. Right? Yes, and that's a it's a great a way habit of working on what's important to you. That's a that's a pretty useful tool in life. For new entrepreneurs, I very strongly suggest the technique that I just suggested. Uh, it can be very hard to be your own boss, you know, depending on who you are, and it can go two ways. One, you can work yourself to death, which then you get a blinder on and you're not seeing. Well, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, time or money, buddy. <laughs> well, we both have entrepreneurial backgrounds. <laughs> so so don't, don't be afraid to work yourself to death in the beginning. Well, that's not. Not to death. Not, not, well, you yeah, that would point. be pointless. But I, the time? whatever, we'll get yeah, it. We'll we can it. do entrepreneurship as a different topic. But uh, you can go so far where you're just focused on work, 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 that you're not taking in any other information. And then it's doesn't matter. You're, then and your you're brain stuck. isn't even naturally set up to maintain that long of a focus on something. Yes. Like those those 25-minute breaks, uh, I agree 100% with. Well, 25-minute work I mean, rounds. Work and then, around. And then a, a two-minute break, a five-minute break, five a 10-minute break. Yeah, doesn't whatever matter. Whatever it is. Whatever, yeah. you, whatever your reward 25 is. minutes of focused work, and then you couple in the top five rule, all right, where, where you – and don't make it a, a 10 list, right? Don't make it a 15 list. You're not going to get all that crap done. Why overwhelm yourself with it? Put your top five things of the day that you need to get done that align with what you want to do, and then start with number one. And start with that, that. Imagine if you got that 25 minutes in, and then the rest of the day just went haywire on you, and you did nothing else. You could at least close your eyes at the end of the night and say, man, I got 25 minutes in to the most important thing. You know, so I think those two combined are actually two great tools. Very much agree. It, and you did something there that's the most important is, hey, I did something that I can be like, I need to reward myself. I, even if it was one and, and you knew that there was nothing else that could be done. Like, you know, the day got not away from you, but, you know, something Life happened. Life got in Life, the way. Yeah. Happens and, to us all. Yeah. It's okay to pat yourself it's on the back. It's okay. Swim Hoff okay. What on earth was that? Wim Hoff always says it. It's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it's just your accent of the Wim Hof is uh, it's so terrible. far it's off. It's so terrible. I had no I always, idea. I, I always try to say it because I love when he says it because I just like the tone of it. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I if, don't duplicate let's it. Let's see well. if I can. If you need to breathe, it's okay. Is that better? That's better than mine. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great. but If you're sure listening better. to this, who's Wim Hof was better? <laughs> Three quarters of people are like, who the hell's Wim Hof? Yeah. Check him out. Yeah. Interesting character. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So. Back to expectations, right? So we just gave some tools like uh, to kind of reframe expectations. Uh, and we've, again, expectations are not 
a terrible thing in and of itself. It's how culturally and society is using expectations that's, I think, at fault. And I, I think, too, that I think expectations are actually, uh, if used correctly, are a very positive to imagine if you, if you had no compass in life, right? You had no roadmap. All you did is drive through roads. You know, if you didn't know what the target was, look here, I want to get to uh, Antioch, Michigan. But I had no idea I wanted to go to Antioch, Michigan. There's an Antioch, Michigan? Or isn't it? I think the Antioch, Illinois. I thought it was Michigan. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. Fu- hey, maybe fuck them both. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're from Illinois or Michigan. Hopefully, Wisconsinites are listening to yeah. this. <laughs> anyway, continue with your Antioch, Michigan. But if, if that's where you wanted to go, but you didn't know it, you would just end up driving all over the state. You would have no idea. And that's what I think a lot of people, unfortunately, do is, is you have some kind of feel of, of what it is, but it's not a clear target, right? It's not, it's, it's not very defined in your head. And until you do that, you kind of just zigzag. But if you know where you're going, then you've got a straight line there. And I think it's important to know that you, you want that direction of where to go that doesn't mean that you can't take in information along the way that you're like, no, I don't want to go north. I want to go west. Or change it. Right. Absolutely. You got to remain flexible, you, right? You it's have about yeah. being dynamic, not not static. Yes. So it's not, you know, you hear a lot of people say. I mean, know, what if you really wanted to go to Detroit? Right. If Antioch's in Michigan. If, if, <laughs> <laughs> or not. I mean, you know. I'm going to have to Google this after. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, like. You hear things like oh, you got to stay, you got to stay focused. You have to, you know, keep on pushing towards the goal, and you do, you, you do. But I have a very big example of where that's not always the best case. Like w- with my cafes, like I just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and didn't take in the information. I just said I'm going to will this to happen, and because I had those blinders on, fucking lost. A lot of money, time, effort, right? But it also got you to where you're at now. Of course. Uh, You know, like, it's a great lesson, but one that needs to be said. And most of us... And if you could curb that lesson a little bit by some awareness, why wouldn't you, you know, what if you could have only lost half that money, Josh? (laughs) That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me give my example on that. Uh, In the beginning of my, my business career, I mean, it was... You know, I wanted to be the the next Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, what, you know, hit it big with, you know, some company that was going to blow up and, and create millions and millions and millions. And that's all I focused on. Right. And hey, I sure as shit didn't achieve it. <laughs> but what I realized later on in life was that it wasn't about some massive profitable company. It was about building organizations that support people that are aligned with with the mission and give back to those people. It's about building culture within organizations and how that's done. I love the framework of it. I love the numbers behind it. I love how do you measure, how do you do it? But it had nothing to do with creating some stupid dot-com. You know, like, uh, that would have made me happy. All that would have turned me into is a rich asshole. And no. I'm, not trying to be, I'm not trying to be an asshole by saying this, but, like, could you imagine yourself having unlimited amounts of funds in the way that you partied 
and and how on I do, Josh. Oh my I god, do. it saved my life, brother. That's what I mean. It, like it saved my life. Not hitting my my original target saved my life because yes. I would I wouldn't have learned these lessons about people and goodness and and happiness. Right? How many how many people actually achieve that? And then at sixty year old, they have no friends. They're depressed and you know. If you would have made it to sixty, yeah, yeah, probably would. Right? I would have been on some yacht, freaking. I won't say what I would have been doing because Mom Bell might listen to this, but <laughs> <laughs> we all get it. But I mean, that like that's the that's the crazy thing about direction. We don't know what we want. We don't have the whole book in front of us, right? We only have we're writing it chapter by chapter, and we think that we want these things, but we have to be open while we go in these directions. We have to be open to taking in information and understand it. Wait, maybe I don't really want this like I used to try to to meditate and try to think about the lottery numbers I'm like okay I, you know, the way that I believe time works and like, okay I, I know that I can tap into this and I know obviously did not win the fucking lottery you wouldn't be wearing that shirt if you did <laughs> very much disagree with that uh but I, I obviously didn't win that being said I couldn't imagine my life if I had like you said the lessons that that learned and that got me to this point now I have a career that I, like retire I don't want to fucking like I want to do you, this you till do I'm, what you love every day I want to do this till I'm 120 yeah, man me too you know and like and again like how how wrong that was and and how many people can can realize I mean I think I mean what would you what would we recommend right sit back Truly evaluate. Take just take everything off the plate, right? Just take away all expectations, and think about what it is you want to do in life. That if you could do to your hundred years old, that would you would just want to. You would never want to stop working, right? Most people, if you ask them if, if you would, do you want to retire or, or stop working your job? They'd be hell yeah, I can't wait till I'm, I'm retired. What would it be that you would not say that to? Yeah. All right, and then you at least now have a target. Right now, that that's the target. Now, is that going to evolve? Is that going to change? Of course. Is the road to get there going to zigzag a little bit? You're going to maybe even do a U-turn. Who knows what it is? But you stay aligned and you keep updating that that image in your head, right? And that's where you get to using things like, man, I built, I've tried vision boards a million freaking times, but vision boards align directly with expectations, right? Your targets of of what you want. I built one, man. I look at this thing every night and every morning. And it, it just, it excites me. You know, like I took the time. It took me maybe two, three weeks to put this thing together. And, and to be fair, you are not only building vision board, but you're also understanding that you need to either make changes or, or continue to work towards a congruent lifestyle to those things that are on your vision board. You are being, your actions are being congruent with what you know is the cost to get what that What I want to do for the rest of my life, what I want for yes. the rest of my life. Right. And I know I brought it up. I think it's just a worth. It's just a worth. It's just a worth, Josh. It's worth a notable mention that what's another great tool. So let's say you, you have these top five, right? And you got the one of the day. How do you know if you, you achieved it? And that's where the measurement side comes in. Is it a chapter a day? Is it a minute a day? Is it five minutes? But to, to be able to here, you know, I, I, yesterday, it was a very loose. I wanted to, my car was just... My truck was just pissing me off. It was so freaking dirty, you know. Man, I, I, two and a half hours. I mean, I was in there scrubbing. I had machines and shit. I was, but 
I just knew I wanted it sparkling. You know, at least I had it. But I walked away. I felt good the rest of the night because I got done something that was important to me. And if you look at my vision board, there's a truck just like that on there. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Um, and so that's congruent. So, you know, we can take this time to say kudos. You've been doing a really good job. And obviously, I, I spend a lot of time with you. So, like, I know. I need a lot of time spent with me, Josh. Well, <laughs> Look at that deflection. No. He can't even take a compliment as we're talking. You're about right, compliments. and we just—you just brought that up. Thank you. You're, and 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 where my life is at, I'm I'm very happy, and I and I appreciate your contributions to that. Um, damn, I just had a thought to contribute, but whatever. <laughs> I threw you off with the fact that you deflected my my uh, yeah. compliment. I did. Interesting. So we are coming up on the end of our time, Jared. Why don't you? Uh, Why don't you go first? All right. Uh, Something I want to bring up in the podcast that we're kind of just run out of time is uh, expectations can be expressed via the word want. And when you find yourself with anxiety or you find yourself depressed or you find yourself uh, in a bad situation, how often do you say, I just wanted this or I want this or I want that? That word want can be a cue for the feelings that you're feeling, or it can be a cue to realize that, okay, I, I'm stuck in what I want. I'm not appreciating what I have. And if you have any questions about that particular word, the I want word, find, figure out how often you use I want, and then start framing it as like, well, maybe that's not something that's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, to that, I guess my, my final is, is expectations are uh, a great tool and a great awareness that I think people as, as, a, as a whole should understand. So if, you, if anything that we talked about was kind of like, huh, just go, go start Googling it to start with. Spend a minute a day learning about what expectations are. And the want side was, was interesting just that you brought up was it limits you. It's a limiting way of looking at it. This is all you want. What are you missing that's yeah. surrounded around that want? And what opportunities could it be? And maybe what you want isn't really what it look. I didn't really want to be some rich asshole that had a bunch of money that's unsatisfied in life. Right? Yeah. So that's all I got. Perfect. Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls. Ham and rolls.